tonight on Debate Amongst Friends. The NBA Finals has turned into a new drama as Toronto is going to be known for classless in Toronto. And we're going to cover so much. Welcome to another fine edition of the Beta Monks Friends live on YouTube, on Twitch, and big shout out to our Periscope people out there. I am the Professor John Gotti, and I represent, I advocate for the reigning, defending, undisputed podcast champion. Slip and slide? No. Boomboxing? Absolutely not. He is the lunatic fringe, <laughs> Doc Moxley. Wow, Johnny Podcast. How wonderful of you to introduce me with such moxie. Ah, <laughs> you like what I did there? Um, how are you doing, sir? Doing pretty good, man. We we had ourselves an exciting week since the last mm-hmm. episode. We had three games come and go. Can't wait to talk about them, man. I really can't. There's there's a lot of drama behind it. I mean, there was controversy, more controversy. Tears being fell, mm-hmm. you know, Achilles being ruptured. Right. A grown man sobbing for the whole world to see. Right, that's right. And Doc and Prof ready to bear it all for you, the people. A lot of tough shots made. Yes, I, I will definitely agree with that. This has been the finals of try to one-up each other when it comes to really difficult shots. It's like the players are going at Chauncey Billups' title of Mr. Big Shot. I can't... Wow! I was going to say they're trying to get the title, the NBA title and the horse championship as well. Oh my god, it's like I no, no, I want to be Mr. Big Shot. No, no, no. I want to be it. Because I mean between Steph and... Fred, Van. don't you call me People's Van Vliet. Can't do the show now. <laughs> That's it. That's it. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much for tuning in. <laughs> I'm so sorry we had to end it abruptly. I can't believe you said... Why would you say that? Why I told would you, you say that? Look like, he it's, doesn't it's, look like it's Drake It's bad enough that they call he him looks, Drake. He looks like... Now, they call, now you're calling him Peoples from Shaft. He looks exactly like Jeffrey Wright in Shaft, um, which is hilarious because every time I see him, that's the first person I think of. Oh, no. Uh, but, yeah, he made some tough shots. Um, Kawhi, obviously, palming the ball and doing a lot of runners and fadeaways and, you know, doing his best Tim Duncan bank shot impersonation. Hey. Hey, uh, it's, pe- pe- it's... people hate people hate it when you have someone down there, down there on the block and you can't stop him because he understands how to hit that ball off the glass and put it into the hoop. Can't, can't yeah, I it. mean, I'll, I'll say Kawhi was definitely in his bag of tricks all weekend, all week long. Minus last game, he had those yeah. moments, but it wasn't third quarter. Third quarter was rough. I don't know how he only managed to get... Well, I know how he managed to get one point in the third quarter of the last game. I mean, he had to have at least seven to eight turnovers. He was definitely trying 
way too hard. I mean, it was a uh, closeout game, though. Yeah, but you can't try hard to die hard. You got to try hard and kick out to your teammates. I mean, he was getting double teed. He was getting trapped. He was, I mean, they were throwing multiple schemes at him. And, you know, he was trying to beat the double team every single time instead of kicking it. But, I mean, I can understand that because every when he kicked it, you know, a lot of times these guys were kind of scared to shoot. So, uh, not scared again, it's, it's afraid, moments. But. It's moments. Like, if he passes to Van, uh, Fred Van Fleet, he's going to shoot the ball. You know, Danny Green, if uh, he's yeah. open, he's going to shoot the ball. Without question. Danny, and, and, and I've said this, and I'll repeat and I'm gonna I'm gonna go on a limb for future reference also, and this is for you, Clay Thompson. If Clay Thompson leaves the Warriors, he'll become that team's Danny Green. He's not leaving the Warriors. He's I don't think so either. But he'll become Danny Green if he leaves. He's not leaving the Warriors, but we'll talk about that on the when 26th Danny Green. of yeah. June, which is the I, last that's what I'm saying. I, I, I just wanted to, yeah, I just wanted to put it out there because I know. I said that earlier in the series. Clay, Danny, same player, um, same inconsistencies Ooh. from the three-point line. Both don't really dribble; they just shoot. Um, but really, this is a story of Steph versus Kawhi, and then really Siakam versus Draymond Green um, because everybody else and this is not taken away from like Marcus or some of these other guys but everybody else is kind of doing what they've always done I feel like now that I've had a chance to watch Steph number one operate alone without Clay and Kevin Durant which we'll get to I feel like Steph is the ultimate combination a pure mix of Reggie Miller and Steve Kerr combined and it's so unfair and the Raptors especially and I think I pointed out to you Ibaka when he comes in off the bench he's got to be so aware and they have to get to a point where they're switching quicker yes you know, and it's like you you can't get lost out there. You got to know where Steph is. You got to know what they're doing. Because, I mean, if Steph gets even two inches of space, he's shooting it. And it seems like sometimes he's shooting at 90%. <laughs> and he's making at 90%, it seems like, a lot of times. And you just let me know if I'm tripping with those no, numbers. No, you're not tripping. I feel like the problem was while their while the Raptors' defense biggest advantage is their length, and it's game right. it's it's given the 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 Warriors so much trouble throughout these fights. Big time round, big time round for their money. The fact that the matter is, no matter what, it doesn't matter how long your arms are and how quickly you can move laterally, the ball always move faster mm -hmm. and they're learning that yeah that's true absolutely true and, and and I think the thing is, is the people who are coming in from the bench um, and I'll give Kyle Lowry some credit he's done a lot better this series opposed like no to a lot of other Kyle series Lowry any love whatsoever like, well I, how do you give like, a guy love though I mean he's, I he's struggled so much I feel like people were already, you know, saying whatever they were saying due to his history. Yes. That what he's doing during these playoffs is getting unappreciated to the extent that it should be. Now, mm. once again, mm. hold on, hold on, hold on. Because I know you're going to say some things. I know. I, I get it. I get it. I that guy I don't right know. there, he, he knows because that guy was a rocket. That's right. I'm glad you pointed that out. He was a rocket. But, um, 
But while while he doesn't do things on the offensive end, you know, he definitely does step it up defensively. Mm-hmm. Granted, he does still. And once again, this mm-hmm. is why I'm like, people really focus on the negatives so much and don't really like at the positives. Like, he, he does do a lot of stupid, you know, fouls. Like, he does a lot of reaching in. His, his hands have been caught in X. He draws so many times. I mean, who that doesn't like ridiculous. cookies, though? Who doesn't like cookies, really? I don't I don't think we want the answer to that question because <laughs> we both will be upset if we find out someone really don't like cookies. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's true. Um, but, I mean, ultimately, I think that he's definitely come along. He definitely wants to win, and yeah. that's huge, and I, I understand. Um, and I'm going to give him his props. He's made a lot of big shots. Uh, he's actually, you know, somebody who else who also has taken a lot of big shots trying to get that Chauncey title. Um, but, I mean, when it comes down to it, I think Freddie off the bench has definitely been playing, uh, you know, a little – Nightmare on Elm Street defense on uh, Steph there. Yes. Uh, Fred Van Fleet, I mean, I, I was glad no one made this comparison. I really am. Because, mm-hmm. once again, I was a big Fred Van Fleet person. Right. He was still played in Wichita. Yep. The Shockers. It was Shockers. me who said that. I was like, he'd be a great Knickerbocker. You, you got Ron Baker. And we got freaking Ron Fleeping Baker. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Let me not do my consolation. Consolation Once prize. Again, college, amazing shooter. You know, heck mm-hmm. of a defender. But once again, it's another, you know, scenario of it didn't transition well. I think it's the system because I think if Ron Baker goes to Golden State or goes to oh, absolutely Houston absolutely. or one of the other teams where they shooting threes left and right, he'd probably be fine. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. I mean, that that's how um, Harrison Barnes got that max contract with Dallas. I know you think he deserved that. No, don't even <laughs> don't even do that, man. You know, and I know, I said that was a terrible idea. Well, I mean, it was a season where I think everybody was getting max deals. Everyone was getting money, yeah. Everyone was he, money. he deserved it that year. I can't disagree with that. I mean, I'm glad the Rockets didn't do it, but I mean, you know, that goes that either goes here nor there. I see what you did there. You're still just trolling. Yeah, absolutely. That's troll hard. Just trolling. It's like troll, troll hard, and live, uh, fight to live another day. Yes. Yes, I I will agree with that. I might have to patent that actually, and and make a whole show about it. A trolling show, trolling thunder. Oh. <laughs> trolling thunder in paradise. Thunder. Oh, nope, nope. We can't do that. Like you know, I'm gonna start singing that song. We can't do that. <laughs> trolling thunder in paradise. <laughs> oh god. Or trolling lightning in paradise. <laughs> okay, we're about to get ourselves canceled. We need to stop oh, this. <laughs> Oh man, um, but I think the game has been really re- the games have been really good. Yes. Um, I don't think Warriors fans number one are gonna like what we, what we have to say. Um, they never do. But I also don't think that they could be extremely happy with the way the Warriors have performed outside of the third quarters. Uh, which in which they've dominated, you know. Yes. Which credit to Steve Kerr, um, but I don't think they're playing to the. They're not playing to their capabilities. Like you know, the Warriors always have that game, that one game where they like completely destroy a team. Yes, and they haven't really had that since really the Clippers came back on them. And I mean, they swept was, the trail. It was after you know who I am, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah, thirty yeah. thirty days ago, I guess more yeah. than thirty days ago. I think that was about about forty five days, two months ago, really. Yeah. When it said that, and you know they beat up on the Trailblazers too easy, and I think that's ultimately why coming into the series, the, it, it's almost like they're not they weren't prepared for like a, a real game. 
It's like at least the last year when they played the Rockets, it's like, hey, we're going to play seven, but we're going to be prepared for everything that, that's going on. Um, but with the Trailblazers, I mean, they had one game, two games. Two games. Where the Trailblazers might have uh, won. Game four, won. and I want to say game one. Game one, yeah. Um, where the Trailblazers could have won um, and they blew it. But I don't. I, again, I haven't seen Toronto lose two games back to back. I don't believe. Did the Bucks beat them two games back to back? Yeah, back to back. Yeah, those were the first two games. But even those two games, I don't think were like extremely far apart. Yes. Like in score. So I don't know. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be surprised if this series ended in California at Oracle. With Kawhi laughing it up, and see, in the you know. still, man, still, <laughs> till this day, to this day, <laughs> I'm gonna laugh. Like I said, Kawhi is a goat. I mean, he he's his laugh is a goat. His defense is a goat. His interviews makes him a goat. Yes. <laughs> um, I I'm mean, so glad I've already... everyone finally see these things. <laughs> I mean, I've only I, been I, saying these things for the past couple of years. It only took for somebody to say, you know, Kawhi, Michael, Jeffrey, Jordan, Leonard, for everybody to realize it. And that's a shame. That's a shame. Yeah, it is. And it always but goes Kawhi... back to what I've always been saying: like, we need to stop making these comparisons with today's players with players of yesteryear I agree I think that and I know you mentioned it uh, two weeks ago when we were talking about you know how it's kind of disrespectful to Kobe but uh, I think with Kawhi not emulating and stealing all of Michael Jordan's moves he's actually just taken Michael Jordan's passion and fire for winning and mixed it with that culture that he got from his upbringing really and the Spurs and he really just made himself into a star player like a, a real beast not some fake, not not some fake beast with a fake title. Toy, I think you called it a, a toy. A toy a title. Yeah. Shout out to Jay Riddy. <laughs> shout, shout out to Jay Riddy. Riddy Ice. Riddy Ice. Riddy Ice. Riddy Plus. <laughs> Riddy Plus. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to the game tomorrow, uh, Game Six at Oracle. Um, obviously, they're going to be without Kevin Durant. Yes, we didn't even talk about that. Like, we have been on for 18 minutes, and we have yet to talk about the injury. Isn't that great of us, though? That's amazing of us. That's Because that's, fo- that's, that's the focal point, I think, of everybody else's show. Because for shame, ESPN. For shame, Fox 1. As someone who just recently ruptured, you know, something and knowing someone who had a ruptured Achilles, I mean, um, it's definitely a tough injury to come back from. Obviously, it's going to be easier for an athlete, but tougher because he's seven foot tall. I mean, yeah. I mean that's, that's kind of rough. And you can't um, but teach that. you cannot teach that. Bada boom, realest player in the room. How you doing? Um, but he uh, obviously he's going to have top notch trainers and equipment and treatment so it's probably going to be a little easier for him I know the big question is it's not even about him playing basketball ever again which is a big time question that I would have posed it's more of now who's going to give him a max deal it automatically went to off season for KD because uh, he's not playing yeah yeah you know yeah, KD. It's like KD season is over, so, so the, the NBA season, season is, over. is over. Yeah, it's kind of how it, it was. I mean, he was dominating. I, I can't lie. If he would have stayed in this game, I don't think it would have been as close. 
But once I saw them icing that leg up, I was like, yikes. Yikes. Well, it was like, as soon as I... when, So I didn't notice it the first time, because I thought maybe he pulled a groin or something. Mm-hmm. Until he actually started to grab his Achilles. But when they when they showed the replay, and you know mm-hmm. what? And I, I forgot to post this, but shout out to people at Breakdown. Um, Coach Nick actually brought in uh, a doctor who specializes in these type of injuries mm-hmm. uh, to go through the process of everything too. So I had a much better understanding about how the injury works, especially mm-hmm. compared to how how it only intensified due to the right. fact that he had the strained calf. You know, mm. whether or not it was a strained calf or not. Like, forget about that. Like, we're dumb beyond that point. <laughs> right. He's not right. He's not playing it's basketball ruptured. anymore, folks. Like, It was ruptured. Yes. It ruptured eventually, so. Yes. So, shout out to people breakdown for that analysis. But, what watching the replay, and, they, and PV just kept showing the slow motion of, like, how, what, what happened um, with the leg. It, it was, it was pretty gnarly. It, it was pretty gnarly. Like it, it literally made me reflect on like when I was playing, like how many times I would do something stupid, you know. Well, and... you know, now you know me. Like I've hurt both my legs now at this point. Everyone and... knows who Doc Lesnar is. Wow, I don't know and about all that, but don't? so I think you naturally look at everything and I think after I hurt my leg I remember I went back to the court with you all one other day and there was like a guy I think we were sitting on the sideline and this guy like went up for a layup and he like yeah or something he fell and like his leg went backwards or something and he got up and brushed it off and just kept on running I was like bro like I would have been done Yes. Something like that happened to me, you know, and then, you know, again, even with hurting my, my leg recently, just running and, you know, doing a simple function of jumping and, you know, my, you know, my patella rupturing is it, it just you just don't really think about it. And like, I think I watched um, when Andre Robeson ruptured his patella tendon going up for a dunk. And it's like, you know, mine wasn't even as explosive in my mind as his, even though it probably was the same amount of force. Yeah. But it's like, you don't really think about it because, you know, you don't expect yourself, of course, to get hurt. He didn't think he was going to plant and that's going to be his last plant, plant of the night. Exactly. Exactly. You know, so, um, and it, it's disappointing because, you know, he was playing really, really well. And I, and it was just so dramatic. And this is why I, I, I think the term classless in Toronto comes to mind because obviously we also didn't talk about the fans cheering as uh, KD left but unfortunately there was one fan who wasn't cheering he was throwing out explicits and you know kept you know being dramatic and that was Drake you know like Drake was like really like oh man I didn't you know I wanted you to play oh man I can't believe this happened to you kind of thing and it was so dramatic I mean I would probably be that way if I was there I'm not gonna lie. Like if I was there, like I would be losing my mind. Like it doesn't matter if you know you're Warriors fan, Raptors fan, Rockets fan, Knicks fan, you know Bob. No one wants to see a player get hurt. And and this is the part where maybe us looking on the outside in, you know, there was one guy who was waving, and I thought that was kind of classless of him in the back. Um, but yeah, when they exactly were, yeah, but when they were clapping, I thought it could have been a clapping when he got up. Um, but I'm sure there were some people that were happy that, you know, he got hurt, which is sad, which makes it sad. Yes. But I think well, it to it, call it, makes it not right. Yeah. Classless. And, and to call, but, but for, I think for Draymond and DeMarcus to call out all the fans, that might've been too far. Cause you really don't know. You know, some people really might have been happy that he, you know, he got up on his feet, you know, because he, he well, kind of did somewhat walk off the court. Yes. Somewhat. Well, and it's a few things that, that could have happened. I'm not advocating in their defense whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I'm saying this mm-hmm. right now. 
because it's really quick for people to take a small thing mm-hmm. and run with it and yeah yeah so mm. when the injury occurred the there's still a play going on the other side of the court right 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 that's true that's very true <laughs> <laughs> and i think people forgot all about that that's and very, i think I don't everyone know what forgot happened. about that like, because normally, you know, if someone get hurt, like the referee would stop play because the person's down. Did they dunk? Did they make a basket? I don't they even know what happened. They made a basket. Happened. Yes. So people were cheering potentially for the basket. Yes. But wow. the way that it was perceived, and once again, this could go either way. And yes. I'm keeping it straight down the middle. Absolutely. Absolutely. They could have been cheering because of the play on the other side of the court. Oh, there was God. not a single camera. It wasn't down there, <laughs> it whatsoever. Wasn't. It really wasn't. Not it one wasn't. person in the media made that <laughs> point today. Not a one. True. That's true. Wow. They're still playing basketball down there, but the You're camera was on KD. You're absolutely right. I, I I thought I saw Ibaka running down the court with the ball. Yes, they was they still it was still in play. Wow. So that's me being the devil's advocate about it. Now, that's... if it if it turns out, and of course now at this point, no one's gonna sit there and say, "Yeah, I cheer because KD got hurt." Because mm-hmm. I mean, you know, if you're if you say something like that in New Jersey, like you get stomped out, like that's just the way it right. is. Right, but mm, no one's gonna mm. come out is gonna come out there and say you know I cheered when KD went down. Right, dang, that's a good point. Really Once again, point. I have to look at it at a different avenue, ladies and gentlemen. I didn't really hear it. So that's I'm why still I didn't really saying it was classless. If that was the case, because that right, what has been conveyed by the media mm-hmm, and what we all mm-hmm. are thinking, what the Raptors fan base did that evening was classless. Right. And obviously, you know, Ibaka no one knows if they was cheering because of the injury or cheering because of what happened down the court. And that's that's a good point because there's no way Ibaka would Now, there were a few people who were caught on camera clapping and pointing at KD. Waving at that one guy with the jersey on. Yes. You know exactly what I'm guy. talking about. That guy right there. That I, I guy right there is yeah. the piss head of these NBA playoffs. He's not the greatest you have ever seen. Exactly. Like, we could pinpoint certain people, but we can't mm-hmm. say a whole fan base did it. Right, because that people up top and in the middle, they might not. They might have seen KD go down, but they really might have been watching the play. Ibaka. Yeah. Like. Anything could like we can't we can't just do these knee jerk reactions because mm-hmm. now it's going to be you know U.S. against Canada, which doesn't really make much of a sense. There. Right, it doesn't. And honestly, I was worried about when KD, you know, kind of got low cut earlier in the, the yes. first quarter. I was like, oh my god, like you don't want him to take that kind of uh, fall yeah. either. Yeah, I think we that all really could have been the that. one that did it. We all were saying that actually. Like, no, that's not the kind of stuff that we want him to do. Like, just don't shoot. Been... Yeah, he could have been done. Yes. Right, right there. I mean, right <laughs> there. That, like the Achilles at that point would have been the least of of his worries. Right. If we want to be real about it. Because the way he, know, the way had, he got rolled up on luckily. Had it been a calf luckily... strain, like they were saying. Right. Like, I don't there's know. So much more complication that could have happened down there. Mm-hmm. Way too many stuff. I agree. I definitely agree. You know, and the Achilles, as as you know, tough of an injury that is to recover, compared to MCL, ACL, oh you know, yeah, big time. Like Achilles is child's play. You're in a boot for at least, at least for the Achilles. I think it's at least eight to ten weeks. You're in a boot. If I'm not mistaken, it might because uh, the the girl that tore ruptured her Achilles, I think she got her boot removed 
shortly after mine. I had mine on for eight weeks, so it has to be like ten weeks at minimum. But again, you know, he's going to get the top treatment. You know, um, they're going to get the best of pretty much everything. So it might be different for him, but you just know for at least the next two months, two and a half months. Yes. He's going to be chilling. Yes. Yeah, he's not doing anything. Mm-hmm. He's not doing anything. Chilling. Whatsoever. Absolutely chilling. Yep. I wanted to put that different spin on it. Because That's no one's talking about that. Nobody. No one. Absolutely no one. I am no, not you either. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah that's right. I I know I didn't think about it. I, I I did see Ibaka running up the court. I really didn't hear the cheers um, like, like they were pointing out. I felt like it was more of the announcers kind of putting it out there um, But because I, I don't think they themselves knew they that the play was know. still going because of the cameras. They Like, everything mm-hmm. was just knee-jerk. Like, as soon as they said, oh, that's disrespectful, you know, they're cheering mm-hmm. at KD. Doesn't matter what says after that. Doesn't right. matter what said after that. It's right. over. It is over. Stop me if I'm wrong. Tell me if I'm wrong. You're absolutely not wrong. You're absolutely not wrong at all. I think the narrative was played up almost to rile up the Warriors. Which it ended up doing. To an extent. And, and, and that was the... It. Well, once again, it wasn't, it wasn't so much as like they riled them up to the point to where they was going to blow out the Raptors. That wasn't going to happen. But see, that's where I think... See, that's where I think Warrior fans should be worried because I think if this happens a year or two ago, those Raptor teams would have blew the Raptors... No, those warrior teams would have blew the Raptors out. I really believe that because they didn't play any games. They were they played flawless, flawless basketball. But now I feel like they're making a lot of mistakes. You know, you got Clay Green making a lot of <laughs> excuse me, <laughs> Clay Thompson <laughs> making a lot of Danny Green esque. Mrs. <laughs> uh, Clay Green. <laughs> I'm sorry, I told you to uh, expect the unexpected because your boy is tired out here. <laughs> Clay Green. That's right, and uh, that's right, Clay Green. That's I right. I'll look that. And you got Danny Thompson on the other end. <laughs> That's right, Danny Thompson. Um, but I mean, I think that they I don't know, like they're fighting hard, but this is this, if they win this one, this is going to be one of the this is the one that they're going to look back and say we earned this one. Despite everything that everybody's ever said about us, we came in here and they're gonna have to win it in Toronto if it goes to seven. We came in here and we took it. I have a problem have... with that statement, and 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 here's why I have a problem with that statement. Because people, because... I even made this claim like you know, oh well, the Raptors win. People are gonna put an asterisk next to it, and I was like, well, they put an asterisk next to them. You know, they should put one next to the 2016 Cavs. We're not talking about the Cavs anymore. Exactly, but. Here's my problem. Despite all the trolling that I'm doing, if you win a seven-game series in the NBA Finals, you have Mm -hmm. earned that championship. It doesn't matter because I still have claimed, you know, feelings about what happened with uh, the Thunder back in 2012, but that's besides the point. Mm -hmm. If you win a seven-game, you have, at minimum, well, at maximum, seven games to win a championship. Mm-hmm. And you lose four of those games, you lost that series. <laughs> right. You lost it. There's no you other did. way around that. 
It's true. I mean... So, if they win this year, the Warriors, they have earned that championship just like that they won the uh, earned the last three that they got. I don't believe that. I'm going to disagree with you right there. I'm not saying that they didn't earn it those last two years, but it's easier when... So, the first year... Let me go back and say this here. The first year, we know... They were all coming into their own. You got the Splash Brothers. You got, you know, a young Draymond Green, you know, making his way. You know, you got, uh, what, Har- they had Harrison Barnes for that they one? Harrison, Harrison Barnes. Barnes. Yeah, you got Harrison Barnes. You got a few, you got, you know, Princess Peach out there. You got a whole bunch of people out there, you know, contributing to this this win. You know who Princess Peach is. Don't jack like you don't know who Princess Peach is. The second championship is the one if we're putting the one with the Cavs, the asterisk on the, with the Cavs, you got to put the one that they they won with KD, yep. obviously. Um, you know, it was easy. It wasn't challenged. It was it was easy. You know, like they went in there and they won. This one here, being down 3-1 in this one? I would say and, last year's championship, not to cut you off, but I would say last year's championship was the easiest. That's what I'm saying. It was easy. Easy. This but, one? But the first one was, the first one was okay. The but first that was one was quite okay. literally right before the East started to regain its identity. Well, the East had to wait until a certain They had to Earth. regain their identity. <laughs> I'm stand by what I said. They You're laughing, but you know identity. I'm right. You're right. Absolutely right. I'm glad I'm glad LeBron left. There's no question about it. I'm glad LeBron left the East. Um obviously he's you know, he's given the LeBronto Raptors a chance to reclaim their identity. I can't believe he said like that though. <laughs> I mean it's true though. The LeBronto Raptors, they've gotten beat up by LeBron for the last 2 to 3 years and they finally got a chance. Think about it. The Raptors had a chance to be Mm-hmm. in two to three potential Eastern Conference Finals or in the NBA Finals. Potentially, yes. I will agree with that. Potentially, yes. They had a chance to... They had opportunity. Obviously, you get past LeBron, who goes on. I think LeBron pay, played the Pacers one year. I think he went on to beat up on the Celtics another year. And then I forget another team that he beat up on. But they've just been beating up on the Raptors for so many years that I mean it was mainly the Raptors yeah they it just kept getting I mean, LeBron the Celtics team that, that he beat up on was you know that last year Celtics team with all the youngins right but and, and then I they think uh, he had the one seven games then there was the one it was not the one with the toothless uh toothless wonder um with Isaiah Thomas when he lost the teeth isn't wasn't he in that series with with the uh, Cavs or was that with another team? That was no, no. That was with the. Uh, you talk about uh, Isaiah being on the Cavs or the Celtics? On the Celtics. That was two years ago. Two years ago, I think. I think that team got beat by the Cavs, if I'm not mistaken. I believe so. I um, believe so. so, to me, it's like getting rid of LeBron out of the East and sending him to the West was so perfect for the NBA. They couldn't have drawn up anything any better. Because even if LeBron does bring the Lakers back to prominence he has to go through really a gauntlet so anybody in the West who wins the championship or goes to the Western Conference Finals really goes through a gauntlet of talent you know and it's like when you're in the East there's two or three top teams now four top teams depending on what happens with Philadelphia and um, Boston Um, but it's like or in Toronto, I guess, depending on what Kawhi does. Uh, but it's like you have now these teams that are up here and they're all so good Yeah, that it's going to make for great basketball for the next several years. And Clay and Steph, you know, these guys are getting older. They can't play forever. Um, and it's going to be awesome. I will agree with you. And I hope we are appreciative of you know what they provide for us. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, absolutely. You know, um, I know that this hasn't been, you know, my Rockets decade. You know, uh, these last couple of years having to play against the Warriors and and like so we're like basically, you know, the Golden State Rockets. You know, like we've been owned by Golden State, similar to the Raptors being owned by LeBron. Um, we've been owned, solely owned by the Golden State Warriors owned like the own network owned wow I don't know what to say there I mean it's it's all facts no cover sheet no cover sheet that's right Um, but I mean it is what it is I mean but ultimately we both agree that this next game tomorrow should be a wrap this will be it Kawhi's tired of it Kawhi's tired of doing all these interviews He's ready to get it over with He's like I don't like people like that What's wrong with you here. And he's gonna pull out his best Jim Carrey impression And say here comes the claw <laughs> Was that from uh, Liar Liar Yes it was Oh my gosh <laughs> and I got it right in the first try folks Yes The claw <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's great. That is so great. Uh, but I think that's that's really it. Yeah, I mean, this, this, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, that's really it. I mean, we we got the Raptors closing it out tomorrow. Let's see what that, let's see what everybody got. I mean, if you have any, let's if you disagree, you I mean, you know where we are. <laughs> We're gonna be on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. You know, you look us up at Debate Amongst Friends on Twitter at Debate Amongst Fra. Um, I mean, you know, myself on Twitter at TLW, you can at me. I guess that's what the young kids are saying these days. At me or don't at me, bro. I don't guess is what they're saying. You got the Professor John A. Gotti, that podcasting professor over there, Johnny Podcast. That's right. That's right. Who got a new haircut today? Look at him over there, killing yes. it. Yes, big big shout outs to DFW Luxury Concierge Service. Uh, the boy shot came through in the clutch. Came over to the crib to, you know, give give your boy uh, make your boy look pretty fresh. Um, if you're in the there DFW area, make sure you check it out. www.dfwluxuryconcierge.com. You can also check out Shortcuts as well too uh, it is an app that will allow you to uh, set up appointments with barbers to come to your home or job to provide you with a haircut uh, their prices are pretty fair if you really think about it um, you know and give them a look give them a look I mean some days you really would enjoy sitting down inside of a barbershop for almost six hours while everyone else talks around so you can get a quick haircut some other days you know what I just want to be in and out. Let me mm-hmm. get DFW Luxury Concierge to help Boom. me out. And you Boom. know what? That's what he did. It was my first time trying it. Uh, he he actually comes through with all the tools that, that he needs to provide you with the service. Um, afterwards, he makes sure that there's no leftover hair showing around either. He actually provides a... Um, a drape that goes underneath where you're getting your hair cut at so you don't have to worry about it and it's right there within the comfort of your home I had a great conversation with him talking about the housing market talking about sports talking about you know life and you know life with ladies it was incredible to uh, experience though excellent and you know the one thing about that I, I do like and you know knowing a few barbers myself the prices of having a chair in a, in a barber shop can be quite pricey. Yes. So it's like to just have to drive somewhere and potentially pay a fraction of that in gas. I mean, kind of makes sense. And he actually does this full time. So this is his actual right. job. Makes um, sense. And instead I mean, of being confounded to a chair, he's doing really well for himself too. He gets to choose his own clients and everything. So, mm-hmm. you know, he calls himself the Uber of uh, of barbery of uh, barber shopping. <laughs> well, that's awesome. And it's actually mm-hmm. quite incredible. And when that podcasting beast come out here, 
He knows what's about to happen. <laughs> I'm gonna eat. Well, of course. I mean, that, that's pretty much what I was gonna say. <laughs> We're gonna eat. We're gonna have ourselves a few brewskis. We're gonna try some new ones. Maybe do a, a vlog about it. Yeah. Give a, give you our first reaction for that very first sip. Steve, I'm excited. That's Steve. I'm... Those Steve Weisers. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we had the final thought here. Let's get some final thoughts, sir. Absolutely. Every single week, we provide you with thoughts or topics that we chose not to discuss during the show, but we chose to do it at the very, very end to have you think about it for the rest of your week. And as always, we're going to start off with Doc Moxley. Doc, what you got for us? So, the first thing I'm going to go with, so I'm going to start with something a little lighthearted. And I'll probably end with something a little more... Actually, you know what? I'm going to reverse that. I'm going to start <laughs> with something a little more sad and, and end on a positive note. Um, so, unfortunately, uh, we did receive the news that David Ortiz was shot in his hometown of, or in his home country, Dominican Republic, over the weekend or I guess, uh, yeah, on Sunday. Um, and authorities have arrested... Uh, one or two people in the actual shooting, and I think he has been um, deemed, I guess, stable at this particular point, yeah. which is good. Um, you know, it stinks when you go home, and I don't know what he was doing, but you go home and, you know, people um, have targeted you. Like, it's it's always just really a, a, it's a shame, you know, but hopefully Big Poppy goes out there and, and has a speedy recovery yes. and uh, everything is good with him. I just want to start with that one, which is the most, I guess, somber news that I, really I have was. here. And, and apparently, according yeah. to the newest um, story that's coming out, apparently it was a hit. Yeah, he's, he's saying that he... And that's why it's crazy. You go home, you know, you expect to be loved and and people try to attack you. It doesn't make any sense. But definitely prayers with Big Poppy, and hopefully he can recover and, uh, you know, get back to doing the things that he loves to do. My next final thought here, Grizzlies hire new head coach, uh, who is an assistant from the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, they hired Taylor Jenkins. Taylor Jenkins. I'm so upset with that. I can't believe uh, that, folks. <laughs> Jenkins, who is 34 years old, which is crazy, one yep. year older than me, becomes the fourth head coach for the Grizzlies in the last six years. Hopefully, he's able to turn them around and uh, get some new uh, blood running in there. They just have to come up with an identity, really. I think that's, that's ultimately what it is. What it that's is. always what it is with them. Yeah, they have to come up with a better identity. And uh, the old, you know, grit and grind that they used to play, you know, this isn't the NBA for it anymore. They don't have, you know, Zach down there running and posting up every play anymore. Gasol, those guys, they got to change it up. And hopefully with the draft, uh, I hear that they're going to draft John Morant. Yep. Hopefully they get some, you know, new blood in there and they can make some things happen. And I can't wait to see what's going to occur, though. I mean, hey, they get some young blood. We keep saying that we want to see young blood. Um, yeah, we do. Coaches. We do. Um, and it's good to see young coaches. Um, you know, the, that's the one thing. You know, sidebar, I know in Houston they keep talking about Mike D'Antoni's age and a lot of the podcasts I listen to, you know, him saying that he wants to coach for another three or four years, you know, but another three or four years he'll be, you know, into his 70s. And it's like, you know, do you really want to coach that's into his 70s? It has, you know, is he really keeping me up with the time, so on and so forth. Um, but I feel like I I'm ready for these new coaches. You know, I'm ready. And that goes to one of my next points, which was that the Cleveland Cavaliers had a new assistant, you know, former University of California's women's head coach, Lindsay Gottlieb. Um, she joins the the coaching staff as the first female head coach from from the from NCAA, first head coach 
to be hired as an assistant in the NBA, uh, which is pretty awesome. Usually, I think they're former players or you know former assistant to assistant, but she's the first person to leave her head coaching role and go basically to a rebuilding team. Yeah, yeah, which is awesome. Awesome. Uh, let's see. In other news. Uh, sticking with the women here, I know WNBA action tonight. Uh, right now, the Lynx are playing the Liberty, and then tomorrow, the Fever play the Wings. Um, let's see here. I felt I had to do this for the Duke. Shout out to the Duke. Um, Titans are going to retire Steve McNair's number nine and Eddie George's number 27 this year. I thought that was pretty awesome. That is very awesome. Oh, yeah. Um, And then my last final thought, which is humorous, serious, lighthearted, yet, yikes, head coach of the New England Patriots, Bill Belichick, made news as apparently... He shot one of his players in the face. Oh, they were paintballing, which I find it hilarious, number one, thinking about Bill Belichick playing paintball. I don't know why that's hilarious. I te- I could totally see how I'm doing that. Oh, my God. I, when I think of Bill Belichick playing paintball, I would think of Greg Popovich playing paintball or Jerry Sloan out there or Larry Brown playing paintball I find that it would just be hilarious who's shooting those guys I'm curious who's shooting back <laughs> you know what I'm saying you, you know what like like you would think you know oh man this coach like he might trade us he might you know release us if we hit him he really will he but really then you're will. like you know what Screw it. <laughs> That's so funny. He said, I got hit. I'm telling you. Van Noy told his teammate, Hightower, this paintball hit me in the mask, and the mask hit my tooth, and it still hurts. Bill got me. And that, sir, is my last final thought. Well, you did take one of mine. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. But that's cool. Uh, so for one of mine, uh, final thoughts, former Spurs guard, and he played with the Charlotte Hornets last year, mm-hmm. Tony Parker, four-time NBA champion, is hanging up his boots after 18 seasons in the NBA. He, he announced it to... Uh, the undefeated today and Mark Spears broke the story for everyone else to know for those that don't know Tony Parker that the term being thrown into the fire is an understatement when he got drafted 28th overall in the 2001 NBA draft by the San Antonio Spurs Coach Popovich threw him into the fire immediately. He had high mm-hmm. expectation for his young guard, and he rode him until he became great. And Tony Parker, after a while, he was he was a dangerous uh, point guard. Mm-hmm. Oh like yeah, one year, and for some reason they would start keeping weird stats. Like he was one of the top five guards in the NBA for a points in the paint. Mm-hmm. You know, equipped with his deadly teardrop jumper right you know he lays siege on so many teams uh, including Mm -hmm. you know a LeBron led Cavaliers team in 2007 right and he was part of the great redemption of 2014 that's right so I enjoyed the memories you know, can't wait to see what he's going to do afterwards. Even mm-hmm. though people still call him a terrible human being. But once again, only look at him as a basketball player, ladies and gentlemen. Only That's look interesting. At him as a basketball player. 
<laughs> Absolutely. I assume it's his, his marital affairs. Yeah, it was the marital affairs with um, nobody, Barry. Nobody, nobody cares about that. This is, let's just move on. That's why I didn't talk about it. Wow. Uh, my final I thought, thought. Be, I thought it was going to be the other way around like because he was with uh, Eva Longoria for a mm-hmm. while wasn't he that's what I thought you were talking about but you're talking about something completely different yeah yeah <laughs> oh. but my last final thought E3 is happening and there was a lot of games that was revealed some games that we knew more games that we knew even further because of the leaks. But there was a few that actually caught my eye that I'm actually curious about playing. One of mm-hmm. which is Watchdog Legion. Hmm. I've never been a Watchdog fan. Which is, uh, which is taking place in London. And instead of you just controlling one character, you're going to be controlling an assortment of characters. They said that you can recruit up to 20 active agents that you can train mm. to become members of your resistance to take mm. down an ineffective government and a new private security firm. The trailer Co-op? looked awesome. Co-op potential? I, they didn't say it was co-op. They didn't reveal that much. Mm. But we'll see what happens. Um, of course, the biggest thing that came out was, of course, uh, Gears of War 5. They, you know, showed more of that, but I mm-hmm. care so much about that. So much about that. Um, you should. You Nintendo should. actually had their uh, their workshop the other day, actually. Luigi's mm-hmm. Mansion 3 was among the games within there. Um, Astral Chain, uh, which was done by the director of Bayonetta. Uh, okay. Be, uh, supervising it, so it looks really hype. I mean, a lot of the Nintendo games look pretty hype. Uh, we got Marvel Ultimate Alliance, and uh, they're going to be showing some of the Infinity War uh, storylines mm. within this new game. So that's going to be fun. No more heroes is coming out. Uh, mm. The third edition of that, which was a very very fun game. Uh, Crossfire X looked kind of interesting. It started to really feel like a PvP, so I stopped caring. Sure. I, I'm only going to tell you what I think, folks. Mm-hmm. I, you may love the game, but I'm not a PvP player. I've never been right. a PvP player. I refuse mm-hmm. to become it's a not, PvP player. That's not his style. It really isn't. Psychonauts 2 was revealed. I really enjoyed playing the first one. I believe, yes, this will be on Xbox One, PS4, and PC. I will be trying to play this game. I'll most likely be playing this uh, for gaming amongst friends. It looks like a lot of fun. Are you going to do a PC, or what are you going to do here? I don't know. It Maybe may it will be my first PC game that I'll play. I don't know. I don't, I, don't, I don't think my keyboard and mouse is good enough for a PC game, to be honest with you. I thought you had a controller. Well, I do have a controller, but the controller is more for a uh, SNES, NES uh, type of game. Ah, yeah. gotcha. So I don't know if I can map it the right way. Uh, Shadow 3 also got revealed. Um, mm-hmm. This was actually, I believe, the only game that, a major name game, that had a Kickstarter uh, backing to it. So nice. We'll see what happens uh, as this uh, game gets ready for its release. Uh, I believe they're doing a re-release of. Nope. Uh, the new uh, the new entry in the Wolfenstein series, Wolfenstein Youngblood, was also revealed as well. Mm-hmm. I mean that was okay. Uh, Doom Internal, which is the sequel to the 2016 uh, master hit of the Doom franchise, will be coming out later on this year in November, so get ready for that. Uh, Ghostwire mm-hmm. Tokyo looked like a really interesting game. Uh, it's kind of a supernatural element mystery type of game. It looked way too good to pass up, so I might want to play that one, but of course it was the first trailer. I'm looking to see what else happens with it. Uh, the the latest Halo entry, Halo Infinite, was revealed as well. 
I mean, it's Halo. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to say fun, there. I mean, it's Halo. Fun fact, I've never actually played Halo. Oh, boy. Here we go. We're going to have to play Halo. <laughs> yeah. is, it, is it co-op? Uh, no, it's TVP, but we're probably going to do a Let's Play of you playing it. Why would I do that? Because it's for the people. Wow. It's always for the people. Uh, the latest <laughs> Borderlands 3 trailer was also dropped as well. Uh, we had a chance to see the newest member of the Vault Hunter crew, Mose, uh, who actually have a rider that she jumps into to start shooting guns with as her action skill. So that looks incredible. That does sound cool. That's going to be my line. <laughs> I have a feeling you might want to play as her. <laughs> yeah, that'll probably be my line. I get to uh, fly away. What else <laughs> came out? Oh, yeah, the Cyberpunk 2777 trailer came out. I was going to ask about that because that yes. seemed like Keanu Reeves was the talk yes. of the weekend, he and was I want to know. the talk of the weekend. I believe someone said that Keanu Reeves is the talk of 2019, and I cannot disagree with that. I still haven't seen John Wick, and I have to make that happen. You need to, you need to make that happen immediately, sir. Because, I, like I said, I watched it twice, and both times I just, I enjoyed it. I have way yeah. too much fun watching this. Yeah. I'm going to check it out. Way too much fun. I'm going to check it out. Of course, Madden 20 was also released. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to talk about it, because I don't know how to compare it to previous uh, instances of the game, so I'm going to let the doc talk about it once he gives himself a chance to review it. Yeah, I'm going to check it out. And finally, The Division 2. Mm-hmm. They dropped information about the first, well, the three episodes of year one, which are the three DLCs for The Division 2. Okay. The first episode will be going into the woodlands uh, around DC. So we're going outside of DC to the woodlands. That's cool. The second episode will be going to the Pentagon. That's dope. And then the final episode, we're going to we're going for a manhunt. Now the last episode sound like we'll be going after lead rogue agent Aaron Keener. Okay. And I can't wait, and I really hope that is the case because they completely dropped the ball with that with the first one. So hopefully we finally get some closure on that story. <laughs> right. But speaking of Division Two, uh, Division Two is free to play on Xbox One uh, from the 13th to the 16th. Uh, so if you have an Xbox One and you have a Game Pass or dig it by getting Game Pass, try out the Division Two. I think you would enjoy it. Oh yeah. And that's about it, ladies and gentlemen. That's the end of the show, sir. That's all you got. That's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> all right, then. I mean, we've already told them where they can follow us. Make sure they hit like, subscribe. We're on Spreaker now, uh, which also puts us at iHeartRadio and Spotify. Uh, so if you're looking for us, you can find us there. We're still on. Um, all these shows are also uploaded to YouTube. Um, I believe they're still going to Google, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, Google Podcasts. Uh, yeah, Google Podcasts. Um, and then this would also be uploaded, um, again, as I mentioned, to YouTube. Uh, so if you want to see any of the previous seasons, as season three comes down to an end, or hear any and all of the music that we've captured. I know I have it up to, I believe, season two, and I'll be getting season three done once this season is over. But all that music can be found in our playlist under outros uh, or debate amongst yeah. friends music. I believe. Yeah, DAF music. Um, so you can definitely check that out. Um, but yeah, that's that's uh, that's all we got, folks. Absolutely. Raptors and nice. six. I see what you did there. 
uh, tonight's outro track is special because it's the artist's birthday today. So big shout outs and happy birthday from myself, Doc Boxley, and everyone here at the Beta Bunks Friends and Business the Bunks Friends to Zay Tabani. Uh, going to be playing his song called Flaws featuring Madeline Ray. We've got all the details of how you can listen, watch the video, follow him on social media, and make sure you support uh, the artist as well too. So we put his Bandcamp, SoundCloud pages on there. Uh, make sure you show a lot of his music some love. He comes up with some great stuff. He's a great lyricist uh, of our time. That does not need to do any type of mumble rapping. I'm sorry, that was me ranting for a little bit. But give him a listen to. Also, big shout outs to Crew Thug for our intro track. Uh, he's been holding it down for us for three seasons. And like I said before, folks, make sure you tune in every single Wednesday evening right here on YouTube, Twitch, and on Periscope as well, too. Um, you know, and that's about it, ladies and gentlemen. I am the Professor John Gotti. This is the podcast beast, Doc Lesnar, a.k.